and good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laurent Landis. Patty has the week off. Um, no guest today. I, I had invited Patty to come. I didn't know until today she wasn't coming. Yeah. Uh, so that just the three of us, because Josh is off today also. His family is in from Louisiana. Uh, but I thought three of us could get together for the first time in a year. It's been a long time. It's been a long time yeah. since... Uh, since the three of us together were in the same place. Yep, yep. So, so it's the, it's, it's the Laurent and David show. <laughs> uh, uh, so I understand you did an Easter egg hunt for uh, your daughter, and uh, the only thing that I was criticizing you about it was that you used lead paint. <laughs> okay. Please continue. <laughs> no, just, I just didn't think that was a good idea, but... Other than that, we know you're a good parent. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, so we were just going to talk about a whole bunch of topics. I have a page full of them, and yeah, uh, I know you do too, uh, on the LGBT front. So it's, it's been a, these past couple of weeks have been um, a seesaw of issues for our, our trans brothers and sisters. Um, there's a lot of trans news. Um, on the on the good news, um, I guess we'll give the good news first. As a Biden President Biden has fulfilled the promise, a campaign promise that he had, and he has gotten the um, Pentagon to reverse their ban on transgender troops. So now trans individuals can serve openly. So that's awesome. And right, and um, under the Obama administration, that had already happened, that, and it was right. just something that Trump took away. Right now, uh, it's been given back. Right, and it, it, both all of these, whether Obama did it, Trump did it, and now Biden's doing it, they're all been through executive orders. You know, it's one of those things. If you were uh, one of the trans troops, wouldn't you be exhausted by now? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of back and forth, back and forth. So here's what puzzled me about it. When they finally did with Don't Ask, Don't Tell through the legislature, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't an executive order. They had, through, had, Congress, they, they, right. through Congress, they had a repeal. I thought trans was included in that. I guess not. No, um, it was Don't Ask, Don't Tell about your sexual orientation. But when they, re when they repealed it, I thought they wrote the law that LGBT could serve openly. I guess not. No, it, yeah. it was a sexual orientation. Just sexual orientation. So and, uh, we still had to fight for several years before trans troops were accepted. Mm. Um, you know, I'm. I think the way it was written, they could actually transition while in the military, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. So it. Obviously, we have a lot of more work to do. Mm -hmm. We need to have the T inserted into the law. So, you know, Barry Goldwater once had a line. His grandson was gay. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't care if, if the troops can, uh, if the troops are straight, I only care about whether they can shoot straight. Right. And what he was really saying was, I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I don't care who you sleep right. with. I don't care gender-wise, who you think you are, can you do the job? Exactly. And shouldn't that be who's protecting this country? People who can do the job. You would think, and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find her name. I heard an interview with, and I'm sorry I forgot her name, Senator from Hawaii, uh, 
Maisie. Uh, uh, yes. Wait, is it, was that it? Yes. So, you know, she was in the military. Yeah. She flew helicopters and she was shot out. Um, she survived. She had both of her legs amputated. No, you're talking about Senator Duckworth from Illinois. Duckworth. I'm sorry. That's correct. Senator Duckworth. And I loved her statement. I believe it was her who made the statement was, you know, when, when, when her, um, when other soldiers came and picked her up and took her to safety, she didn't care what, if they were gay or straight or trans. She just cared that there's an American who came to save her. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, exactly. Why, why would people care about this? I don't get it. You know, I, yeah. It, it, it's always been something that's baffled me. Yeah. Um, you, you want doing the job, the person that can do the best job. Right. And whether or not that person can do the best job generally has nothing to do with their sexual orientation, gender identity. Nothing. Uh, you know, Amanda Simpson, who was an assistant secretary of the Army, uh, I had interviewed her at one point, and one of the nicest, sweetest, most caring people about other trans people. Mm-hmm. And... When she was talking about defense weapon systems, and that's what she was in charge of when she was appointed, her background was with Raytheon, and she was talking way above my head, didn't know what she was talking about, but <laughs> you knew she knew what she was talking about. She was good for the defense of this country. Yeah. So, uh, one of my favorite stories of hers, though, was, you know, she said, after telling me, you know, all these technical little details about what she would be doing in her new position. Mm-hmm. You know, she said, but then, you know, you take out your four-year-old son. We were at Costco and uh, her son got online, wanted a, wanted a sample of some food. So the person serving the food said, well, did your mom say it was okay? And he just folded his arms and said, she's not my mom. She's my dad. She used to be a man, but now she's a woman. And, you know, Amanda was like, yeah, we needed all that information out there to get a free sample. But, you know, it would be kind of like Gabrielle, uh, your daughter, just saying, I don't have a mom. I have two dads. And it's funny you say that. I don't know if she ever said it like that, but when she was around that age, she would tell everybody, I have two daddies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they they do. They, they, They have no filter. They'll say what they need to say. Yeah. But she wasn't saying it out of, I have two daddies. No, no. Proud. Proud, absolutely. Same. Yeah. You only have one daddy. I have (laughs) two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The other good news on the the trans front this week was uh, President Joe Biden on Wednesday issued a presidential proclamation recognizing uh, Transgender Day of Visibility, making him the first U.S. U.S. president to do so. That's awesome. I'm surprised I, I, I didn't, I, Obama didn't do that. Okay, now, do you remember when President Obama said he was in favor of same-sex marriage? Yes, no. Do you remember why he did it on the day he did it? I guess not. He had a big mouth vice president who had come out for marriage equality the day before. And that vice president was Vice President Biden. Was Vice President Biden. Yep who absolutely came out unequivocally in favor of same-sex marriage. He did. Saying that 
everybody should have the right to right. happiness. Everybody should have the right to the family that they want to build. And so what was Obama going to say? Right, right. Because he was very ambiguous. and He was. And his wife behind the scenes was also in, very much in favor of it also. Oh, I'm not saying they weren't in favor of it, but publicly they were. Right. The statements were very ambiguous. Joe Biden finally came out and said, there's no reason same-sex couples shouldn't get married. Mm-hmm. And so uh, President and Mrs. Obama came out and said the same thing. Right. right. <clears throat> so the fact that it was Joe Biden saying this, does it surprise me? No, not at all. No, no, it doesn't surprise me either. But it, it, it's, it's awesome. Because this is, you know, complete turnaround for what we've seen in the past four years. So that's awesome. Um, now for the unfortunate and, you know, some flat out disgusting news for the, our trans community. So there's over 60 different anti-trans bills in, around the country in different states that are being proposed or working its way through the legislature. Um, three have already been passed. All three South of them. Dakota. No, South Dakota didn't pass. No, it's, they are Mississippi, Arkansas, and I forgot what the third one is. But Mississippi and Arkansas definitely have already passed mm-hmm. something. Both of them have passed laws, and all pretty much all of these laws are uh, have something to do with trans girls participating in sports. Mm-hmm. It bans them. So... Um, Arkansas, in addition to that law, they also passed a law that makes it a crime to treat trans kids with health care. In other words, they won't be able to get hormones. They won't be able to get hormone blockers. Hormone blockers. Um, they don't treat right. and that's kids a, under 18 with hormones. Right. That's a big misconception. And then there, here's another huge, I don't know if it's just a misconception, it's a flat out lie. A lot of people who are anti-trans think that kids can get flat-out gender reassignment surgery. That's not true. Mm-hmm. That's right. never been true. Right. So this law makes sure that doesn't become true, mm-hmm. and it's, it's 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 insulting. And I don't know what I don't know. Okay. What, now in South Dakota, the law didn't pass, mm-hmm. so the governor enacted it by executive order. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because. During a pandemic, during a time where, you know, in Texas, where we went a week without electricity. Right. I consider that to be the state emergency that we should be working on. Right. Not voting laws and not transgender laws. Uh, but it's just divert attention, divert attention, divert attention. You, you don't seriously think that anybody really cares about whether trans kids can participate in sports, do you? I, I no, I don't know anyone. It never, it never comes up. Well, because in, who are these great trans athletes that are emerging? <laughs> I know as a result of participating in high school or junior high school sports. Right. I mean, and, they're participating. Some are doing well. Some are doing well, and some are just your average uh, athletes, just like other students. Yeah, exactly. That's what most of them are. They're doing yeah. as well as, not better than, not worse than right. any other kid that's participating in sports. Mm-hmm. Oh, the third state is Tennessee. They, they've packed, they're, they're, um, their uh, bill has been signed into law. You know, if you want to divert attention, do what New York did and legalize marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe not only legalize it, maybe try some, but chill out. <laughs> of course, we're not advising I'm that not here. advising that. I'm because just, it isn't it's legal a, it's in a Texas. possibility. It isn't legal in Texas. <laughs> and I might point out that the opinions and things said on the air are the opinion of Laron and not the opinion of the station. Because I know no one else here at the station has ever smoked pot. Ever. Ever. Wouldn't dare. Never. So it's not the opinion of the station <laughs> at all. At all. I'm just talking about if you reside in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying these officials in right. Alabama and or in and Mississippi, Tennessee. And Arkansas. And Arkansas. They should <laughs> right. try to chill out. Right. The thing is, during some of this testimony... People who were against it said, give me an example of a trans kid who's excelling in sports and hurting other kids by participating in these sports. And nobody could give a single example anywhere. Right. You know, stop creating solutions for problems that don't exist. Mm -hmm. Voting, I, I, voting laws are another example of them doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, I just want to go back to the health care thing. I, I really find that problematic. You know, I can only imagine... You have a child who's dealing with, you know, um, their gender identity and going through their doctor, their therapy, and they like, okay, so this was, this is what is going on. Here's how to deal with it at the time. And just going through puberty period is rough, regardless of who you are. But could you imagine if you trend, if you identify as a boy and you start growing breasts, but there's a solution to at least slow that down. That that's got to be traumatic, and that's what these um, hormone blockers would do. And they're temporary; they are not permanent. Every person we've had on the show who's transgender, mm -hmm. who has identified as trans since they were teens, mm -hmm. at least since they were young, have said that having the body that doesn't match who they are right is traumatic to the point of wanting to commit suicide absolutely now these are people who made it through there are lots of people who don't make it through that right so a hormone blocker which simply slows down it just slows it down uh your development until you're old enough to make the decision legally right. as an adult right just makes sense and you would think people who are passing these kind of laws would have done their research and they would know that they have they do they just don't care it, it has nothing to do with that it has to do with um not wanting to deal with covid and get the blame for it not wanting to deal with in texas the entire state going being blacked out for a week on and off not wanting to fix the grid not wanting to arrest the people who are responsible for more than 30 deaths in this state as a mm -hmm. result of not doing their jobs and not winterizing the grid. I mean, that's the emergency in this state. Sounds like an emergency to me. I mean, of course, not here at KNON because the opinion is strictly of the <laughs> DJ and not an opinion of the station. So, uh, so I guess the rest of the station, of course, they believe exactly what we believe. Um, because when it comes to the uh, cold crisis and the uh, 
electricity that went out and how they blocked out certain places and didn't block out certain places. My, my apartment building, electricity was on and off 11 times during that week. Ooh. Across the street from me, Parkland Hospital is building a new parking garage. Mm -hmm. Parkland, of course, the electricity stayed on. I mean, and should have. Should, and, yeah. But did this unfinished parking garage that's or unopened but finished parking garage that has lights in it did those lights need to be on when mine were off right my office building you know the uh, the power uh going on and off started on monday by wednesday i was getting nothing done for work uh, at home everybody else working from home i was getting nothing done so i drove to my office was the only person in the building and there was electricity did the electricity need to be on in an industrial area and not in a residential area? It was done criminally, as far as I'm concerned. 30 people died as a result. Right. And I stayed in my office because it was a nice warm 58 degrees compared to my house, which wasn't. Right. So. Yeah, um, that's an emergency. Um, trans healthcare is not. That's an emergency, right. right? And trans healthcare is an emergency because they're not getting it, and the emergency is being created. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on eighty-nine point three KNON FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis. We'll be back with more of Lambda Weekly right after this. And I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis. This is Lambda Weekly. Um, Parade. So, parade. We're just shy of what? Just shy of two months of Pride Month around the nation or actually around the globe. And everybody's wondering, are Pride Parade's going to be back this year? They were all canceled last year. And my daughter's already asking. She wants to go back to the Pride Parade. Yeah, because she got to ride in a float and she got to throw out beads. She did. She had a blast. It was her first Pride Parade two years ago. Uh, two years yeah, ago. Two yeah, two years ago. Um, so she's anxiously waiting to go to another one, and I told her I don't know what's going on. Um, if you haven't poisoned her with those lead-painted <laughs> have not. Um, there's been a mix of announcements in different cities. Um, Washington, D.C. has announced they are canceled. They are not doing any pride parade or festivals. Um, San Francisco announced in January that they are canceling pride. But now they just announced, I guess somewhat of a reversal of a decision, they are doing limited in-person events. So I guess it's got a, got a mix. And Dallas just announced something. Yeah, Dallas just announced they're going to do a Pride show in the amphitheater in Fair Park. How many people they're going to allow in, I don't know. So it could either be a very safe event, not that many people, mm -hmm. or it could be a super spreader event. If, right. if people are packed in. Now, Pride show, like actual performances? Performances in the amphitheater. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but definitely no parade. No parade. Okay. I mean, there's no way to control a crowd right. for a parade. They wouldn't get a permit if they, you know, that's a special permit. You're, are you sure about that? Sure. Because now that in, in Texas anyway, all the restrictions have been lifted. But in Dallas County, they haven't been. Okay. All right. Dallas there, County There you is, go. That makes sense. You know, uh, and just because everything's been lifted doesn't mean that a city or a county has to 
uh, provide a parade permit. That's true. Good point. Because to get the parade permit, part of it is has to do with number of police that you're going to get. And if police are saying, no, we're not guarding that. Uh, and if uh, the city says, well, no, we're not issuing you the right to have this mm -hmm. event in this particular place, you can't do it. Right. The only thing that doesn't need to be permitted is a protest because you have the right, right. under You're, the Constitution to, to, protest. to protest. Yeah. So if, if Pride was canceled and people decided they wanted to hold a protest somewhere, they could do that. Right. That doesn't require the permit, but an event does. Have you heard anything about what Houston or Austin is doing? Do you know, I haven't. Um, Houston is the end of June. And the difference between ours being the beginning of June and theirs being the end of June, well, we're saying by July 4th, things should start opening up. So ours would be a full month before things should start, mm -hmm. and Houston's would be a full week before things should start. So there is a difference there. There's a difference. And the difference is in the number of people getting vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as an example, yesterday I had a wedding that I went to in mm -hmm. Fair Park. It was a straight wedding. <laughs> and that's when a man <laughs> marries a woman. Wow. Yeah. So oh. I went to one of those. How, how, how interesting. <laughs> so, you know, good friends of mine, and uh, but they're doing vaccines in Fair Park. They are. So just to get around to where we had to go in, we were supposed to use Gate 5, which is also uh, where the vaccine people online to get the vaccines are driving by. Mm -hmm. So I don't do lines. Anybody who knows me knows I, I just don't do lines. So I said to Josh, Josh and I went together, uh, our board operator. Uh, so I said to Josh, well, drive around. Maybe we can get in one of the side entrances and we'll just walk. Because there are parking lots on the Fitzhugh side of Fair Park, uh -huh. which is the far south side. Fitzhugh comes from Oak Lawn but wraps all the way around Fair Park. Um, it, and couldn't get in, and then there was an entrance. No, that's where the people getting their second vaccine are going in. Mm. So I said, well, keep driving. There's another entrance up behind Fair Park. So we turned in, and a police officer waved us down, and we said, well, we're going to a wedding over at the Discovery Gardens. And he said, oh, okay, do you know where, where you're going? And Josh said, I, I said, yes, we know where, where we're going. So he led us into the park. We drove around the Coliseum, down the Midway. You ever drive down the Midway? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> we drove down the Midway, around uh, the Cotton Bowl, down past the Lagoon, which is in front of the old museums, mm -hmm. uh, then down the sidewalk. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> into the parking lot. And then once we were in the parking lot, you know, off the curb and down into the parking lot and... Uh, down to uh, the Discovery Gardens, but no traffic. <laughs> no traffic and no line. No line. <laughs> I just don't do lines. That is funny. Well, congratulations, uh, Teresa and Trey. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. They're very often when we can have a studio audience. They're very often our studio audience. Yes, very often. So, um, But, yeah, it was a beautiful wedding, gorgeous day for it. 
you know, before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, uh, these anti-trans laws mm -hmm. to divert attention, and that's what they're about. Uh, you know, showing the base that you've done something for them, what right. you're doing for them. Chances are you don't know a, a straight person or a trans person. Mm -hmm. So why you feel this is protecting you from anything, especially a trans kid. Right. Right. But uh, voting laws. Our voting laws uh, are up for butchering by some legislation in the legislature. Um that would limit polling hours, it would limit or eliminate drive-through voting, and it would limit absentee voting. I.e. voting suppression. Our version of voter suppression, yep. because again, showing the base that you're doing something to correct a problem that doesn't exist. Right. There actually have been a number of cases that have been prosecuted for voter fraud. Uh, one of them has to do with somebody who submitted a, a um, uh, what's it called, a ballot that's mm -hmm. uh, not counted. Until they <coughs> a verify, provisional, a provisional yeah. ballot. And she was prosecuted for <coughs> for voting a provisional ballot. If the ballot was never counted, she was already on, I don't know if she was released out of jail or released out of prison, but she was on probation and not supposed to vote. But that's the whole point of a provisional ballot. Right, exactly. It, it, it did its if job. If it's a close election, uh, they'll go to the provisional ballots and check to see which ones are right. valid ballots and which ones aren't. Right. And, and they caught it. It was never counted. And it wasn't counted. Right. So this person did nothing wrong because that's the point of a provisional ballot. I don't know the law. I don't know why I'm not registered. I used to be registered. I don't know. Right. And she got five years, a five-year sentence. Now, supposedly they're challenging that. I hope so. She's been in jail for at least a year or two already. Still in jail. Crazy. Crazy. Over a ballot that did its job. A ballot that did its job. The system worked. The system worked. Okay, so in Houston, they had drive-through voting. Had it here, too. Uh, it was, yeah, it was much more limited here. Okay. Houston. Because we did it. You did drive-through voting. <laughs> we did right. drive-through voting. And explain what drive-through voting was. You literally sit in your car and um, it's a long line, but it was hot out. Um, so that's why we did it. <clears throat> and, you know, you pull up to the person to show them your ID. It's just like you're going inside, but you're just doing it in your car. They have a... Um, a machine, they check, you know, check, and then they, it pulls up all the, um, the, the candidates and you, you touch the screen mm -hmm. and then they take the machine back into the, it's a portable machine. They take it back into there and then it registers. I guess they put it on some type of kiosk and it registers your vote. Mm -hmm. And then you come back out mm -hmm. and you get like a receipt that shows that you voted. It's as simple as that. Same thing. Um, now during a pandemic, that's why they came up with it. That's why they came up during with it. During the pandemic, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I would think during normal times that would be very labor intensive. Probably, but I think even if there wasn't a pandemic, this is really good for anybody who has challenges for whatever reason, standing up for hours on end in a long line. Well, we've had uh, that kind of voting where 
they can bring the machine out to the car for somebody who's handicapped Correct. in, in some way mm -hmm. and just can't conveniently get into the polling place. Right. So we've had that a long time. They want to eliminate that. Um, but we're so used to drive-through with the drive-through vaccines. Mm -hmm. um, they want to limit absentee voting. Okay, so in my council race, one of the candidates who I won't name and embarrass, sent me a text that said, I have sent you uh, a, an application for an absentee ballot that you qualify for because of your age. <laughs> now, this person will not be getting my vote because I don't vote for somebody who calls me old. <laughs> now, everybody thinks that that's terrible. I should go by this person's policies, not by... Uh, the community service that she was, uh, you know, the service-mindedness that she was trying to uh, show me. Right. Uh, I've heard them at a council forum since then, and I'm not voting for this person anyway. Um, but to me, getting an absentee ballot, I have to apply for it. Then I have to go to the post office to get a stamp and mail the thing, it's a whole lot easier for me to just walk to the building next door to mine at work and vote there. Right. Because it's a polling place. A whole lot less effort. Thank you for making it easy for me. I'm not doing that. And thank you for calling me old. <laughs> she was just trying to provide you options. Uh, I, I realize that I wish she provided me with some sound ideas of what she was planning on doing. Gotcha. <laughs> I was standing next to Adam Madrano at the uh, at this town hall meeting that the candidates were having, five candidates in uh, District 2. Mm -hmm. uh, and I kept turning to Adam and saying, yep, that's your fault. Yep, that one's your fault too. Yep, big problem. Your fault. <laughs> your fault. <laughs> so I think we blamed the entire city's homeless problem on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, you know, talking about what's going on in Texas, fortunately, has not become law yet. Hopefully it will not. But what has become law is what has happened in Georgia. Now, everyone got excited. You know, if, if, if you swing the blue way anyway, uh, Democrats, everyone was excited. Georgia flipped blue for the first time in what, three decades? Something like since Jimmy Carter. Okay, that's even longer. Um we, yeah. Well, not uh, early 70s. He was elected governor in about 72, I believe. I think that's correct. Yes. And not only flipped it, you know, his first presidential for um, blue, but also now they have two Democrat senators. So you're thinking, OK, Georgia must be a blue state. Now, nah, hold on. Not so quick. Mm -hmm. So, well, the governor who got credit for not invalidating or trying to do any shenanigans is now doing, shenanigans. now doing shenanigans. Now doing shenanigans. But trying to do them at least legally. Yes, I, I guess. So I can't remember what all the specifics were uh, of what they are, uh, what they're banning as far as their new um, voting law. But one of the most absurd um, points of the law is you can't even serve water to people in line. What's so, the point of that? Because now they can serve Coke. 
<laughs> a friend of mine from Georgia said that's what they're planning on doing, is handing out yeah, Coke, Coke at the polling station. Okay, so it, 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 it specifies water and not any beverage? It, I think it says water, yeah. Okay. But I, I, I just what's the point of that? What does that have to do with hey, who you're you know voting? would serve them right? If they serve Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that, well, what's the point of that? What's the point of it? Because there are generally fewer voting machines in minority uh, polling places. Mm -hmm. There are longer lines at minority polling places. It gets people in minority polling places to give up. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what the point of it is. Excuse me. Yep. It's not because handing somebody a bottle of water changes their vote. Exactly. That's, that was my initial now, thought. Now, what you could do if you're worried about electioneering is stop electioneering within a certain number of feet of the polls. That's law in Texas. Mm -hmm. You have to be um, outside a 100-foot uh, perimeter. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. They don't want a um, people who thought that this was serious legislation don't want a candidate giving you a bottle of water and you say and then saying to you when they're handing you the bottle of water hey i'm so and so and i'm running for such and such please vote for me well they shouldn't be doing that anyway I, that, that i agree that makes total sense put that in there specify that in a law but to say it already was okay there you go they have the same voting perimeters that we have i'm saying the same maybe there's 150 similar feet. yeah it's similar yeah. they have a similar law you can't electioneer people online at the polls. Right. And that's not what's happening. They don't want me to hand you a bottle of water that the label on the water, instead of it saying, you know, Dallas tap water, instead right. it would say vote for so-and-so. Right, right. That makes sense. But again, like you're saying, it was already there. Again, you can't electioneer at the polls. That bottle of water would be illegal. But a bottle of Dallas tap water or whatever exotic brand it is, mm -hmm. is not electioneering. There's a huge difference between the two. A couple of things that are, are apparently in the law also extend early voting periods. So they did try to put in some things that anybody can take advantage of, but generally are taken advantage of in the white suburbs as opposed to when you say extent extension of time you're like talking they about probably they probably had a one week uh, early voting period now okay. it'll be a two week early voting period okay but not the actual <laughs> day it's not ex extended like I don't the think hours so. no and in oh. fact in the texas law uh, part of it is to limit limit the hours. hours yeah that's crazy yeah so um but oh and as a result of what has happened in Georgia. They are feeling a backlash financially. So um, the Major League Baseball um, has already pulled their all-star game. And that was, you know, they said that that usually generated around $100 million for that for mm -hmm. that uh, weekend of games. They've already pulled that. Um, I know a couple of films have already pulled filming, filming productions. I don't know what else is going to um Happen, but and there are, I think are three or four lawsuits already filed to challenge this law in Georgia. Yeah, I can't imagine this going into effect without it being right stopped and reviewed, reviewed, and yeah. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on eighty nine point three KNON FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis. 
We'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. And I'm Dave Taffet here with Laron Landis. Patty will be back with us next week. Um, okay, Bobby Brown died. Do you know who that is? Not the singer Bobby Brown. No, uh, uh, the baseball player Bobby Brown. No. He died in Fort Worth. He was a New York Yankee. Mm. And while he was playing for the Yankees, he was also going to medical school and uh, was actually drafted in 1952 to serve in a MASH unit in Korea as a surgeon. So he missed the World Series two years in a row where the Yankees were playing. Uh, he was best known as, Yankee, uh, as Yogi Berra's road roommate, and he died in Fort Worth this week at the age of 96. He actually played baseball with the Yankees until the age of 29. And um, because when he came back from Korea, he uh, played a few more years mm -hmm. uh, and then became a doctor mm. in Fort Worth. Sounds like quite a life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. No, never heard of that Bobby Brown. Yeah. Uh, when he was courting his wife, uh, he got the advice, and I forgot who it came from, but he got the advice, tell her mother that you're a doctor or that you're studying to be a doctor. Tell, your, tell her father that you play baseball for the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> they both loved him and approved of him. That's awesome. So, yeah, but that does sound like quite a life. Um, no Easter in the park again this year. Mm -mm. Um, the Turtle Creek Conservancy uh, has said people are welcome to come, enjoy the, uh, the park, have mm -hmm. a picnic in the park, but there's no event this year. Yeah. Certainly no pooch parade, no, nope. no, no events that need to be permitted. And, you know, a picnic, though, in the park, you're automatically distanced because of, you, you are. have a blanket right. that's six feet. And you don't put one blanket on top of the other. There's, of course not. So that's actually a very safe event to have. Mm -hmm. You've been vaccinated, right? I have. I got my last shot uh, Saturday before last. Any uh, reaction to it? No. Interestingly enough, I mean, when I say nothing, nothing. I was prepared to set myself up like, okay, I know I'm going to get uh, chills or fatigue or mm -hmm. a headache, something, nothing. But so... Three of my friends have, you know, we got the Pfizer shot. I don't know if it makes any difference. Um, and we know several other people, including family members who've gotten shots of mix of Moderna and Pfizer. Everyone has had some small to mid-level reaction. Three of us have not. Um, now, I had the AstraZeneca, mm -hmm. and I got it in the fall, late fall. Um, I had headache, dizziness. Fever, not yeah, low grade fever, mm -hmm. uh, nausea. I had a little bit of all of it that came and went for about two and a half days. And then when it went away, it was like, oh, my headache's gone. And it didn't, you know how a headache peels away? Mm -hmm. That wasn't like this. It was like one minute I had a headache and the next minute, oh, headache gone. Oh, I'm not dizzy anymore. Oh, I'm not Interesting. Uh, feeling nauseous. Oh, I'm, my, my head doesn't feel yeah. hot. It just went away. At 7 p.m., 6.59, I was feeling, I was laying down because that's how I was feeling. Yeah. So, but apparently I have some good antibodies. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you haven't gotten your shot yet and you're still on the, on the fence about it, I, even if you have some reaction, I haven't heard anything so bad that somebody needs to be hospitalized from a reaction. No, no, no. So I, I strongly encourage you to get it. You know, again, 
a day or two at the most from what I've heard, if you get a reaction. Mine was two. So yeah, and it's well worth it. And, you know, and it was two days, but it wasn't bad enough that I couldn't go to work. Right. I did go to work two short days that week uh, because I just said like one of the days, like at two in the afternoon, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I've done enough today. Right. And I went home. Um, mine is one of the worst reactions I've heard. And I'm not discouraging anybody from getting the vaccine. I'm saying mine is one of the worst. Get your vaccine. Right. Right. Um, it That's, is protecting people. It is protecting people. And, and you know something? It's more than just that I, that I can't get it. It's that I can't spread it, too. Right. And that's part of the AstraZeneca uh, uh, trial. But they're finding that people who, who, don't, who get the vaccine don't just not get it. They don't spread it. Right. And you don't want to be the person that was responsible for somebody else getting this illness, which is everybody I know who's had it. Right. has just been knocked off their feet. Um, I, a friend of mine's mother, who has a lot of health problems, including respiratory health problems, takes a lot of medication daily. She was one of the first to get um, vaccinated back, you know, when they first started in January. I guess before she got her second shot, she got COVID. Mm. Um, but it was mild and... The doctors are saying because you got that first shot, it kept it at bay. Otherwise, there's there's no reason why she shouldn't have been hospitalized. Right, because what? So that's if the, you don't have a full amount of antibodies to really kill off the virus itself, all of the virus, some antibodies will kill some virus. It, it, it still helps a little bit. So that's the whole point that I think people need need to also understand. It's not a 100% foolproof that you still won't get COVID. The efficacy rate is, what, 95 96%? Something, something like that. So there's still a small window that you can get it. However, it will prevent you from developing a serious um, reaction and having to be hospitalized, ventilated, and possibly even death. So it's still worth getting the shot. Don't you feel much more comfortable now that you know that you have it much more comfortable yeah um i mean i am not doing anything different i still i still double up on my mask when i go places um but i i can relax a little bit my anxiety level is not as high right yeah absolutely you know what today is besides easter Uh uh-huh four three two one is the date oh april 3rd it is 2021 four three two one interesting so yeah um it's too bad Patty's not here today because we can't pick on her for Baylor being in the final four. <laughs> Actually, they're going to be in the final two. Yeah. Because they beat University of Houston. That's too bad. You know, her relationship with, with, with Baylor, I, I think I, I, it, it, because of how they are, I don't know, would you think she'd still be championing them on? Oh, you know, it's still her alma mater. It is. It's still her alma mater. Yeah, before the show, you said to me, what do I think of Cuomo? Should he resign? Yeah. And and I'm half and half on that. I'm not big on removing people from office. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm bigger on voting them out of office. And not the way they're trying to do to Gavin Newsom in California with a recall, because... 
I, I think recalls get abusive. They're recalling him. Apparently, the recall efforts are very common in California. Then they're rarely successful. They get, they get enough people to get you on a ballot to have you recall. But then when the actual voting happens, they rarely work. Well, they're saying this is just a stunt to... Um, right. Uh, because it's the only way a Republican could get elected governor in, in California. California. Yeah. Um, but as far as Cuomo's Cuomo. concerned, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Even if you're a Republican, I'm just not big on removing somebody from office based on an accusation. I'm not it's saying multiple it's, accusations. There are, so. there are multiple, but and he needs friend, to have his fair day in court if it gets to that level. And, and my friend Shelley, who's a senator in New York, could uh, run for that office. Don't you want... I've known Shelly since junior high school. Mm. I want her to be governor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I, I just have to put, and again, well, let me preface it with, absolutely, the accusation should be taken seriously. Absolutely. They should be investigated. But I just put myself in that position. Anybody can be accused of anything at any time. And if you And, get, and you want the investigation. You want, the, you, you want to be fired just because somebody accused of something? Yeah. Well, that takes us to the end of another show. Uh, we're ending our shows here on KNON at 10 of the hour uh, so that we can wipe everything down, clean everything off, make it safe for the next show. Because even though Laurent and I are not spreading coronavirus, night well, you're not. because we have both been <laughs> vaccinated, uh, we're still keeping it safe for each other. So for all of us here at Lambda Weekly, be best. Oh, you know something, Lauren, why don't you keep talking for a minute, because... So, oh, we don't have the CD I didn't in. put music in. We don't have a CD in. I need to do that. Well, going back to vaccine, if you haven't been vaccinated yet, um, if you did, didn't know, in the state of Texas, anybody's eligible now. You don't have to wait and check and see if you fit into um, Section A or Section B. Everybody's eligible. And some of the good news is... Um, some of the early testing has shown that um, vaccines are working in 12 to 15-year-olds at 100%. Right. So that's awesome. We'll see you next week.